I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer of Mavs.com. Did you have a good night, Isaac Harris? No, I didn't have a good night. So, full dis- <laughs> random uh, note to get started off on the whole podcast. Um, I'm a pro pro counseling, so if you need counseling in life, uh, <laughs> go go to. <laughs> Go to counseling. Uh, so I, I'm personally going through some counseling stuff. Uh, I'm personally going through some counseling stuff right counseling. now. And uh, I'm pro counseling. I, That's so funny. I was uh, I was in a counseling session for the first part of the game, the first few minutes of the game. So I I, I caught up uh, after the counseling session, and uh, the game made me want to go back to my counseling session. <laughs> Uh, so I was in this good mood because it made me feel good. I'm like, all right, this is you know, it's a good session, blah blah blah. And uh, man, what a what a disaster! I'm- we'll we'll get in we'll we'll get into it for sure. We'll, we're, I'm not gonna let you loose just yet. <laughs> um, all right. So another full disclosure: we um we're supposed to do a live stream yesterday. For those of you that aren't on Twitter or didn't see tweets or anything, my um. I did the update on my MacBook and to the next operating system, Mojave, and I cannot connect to the internet anymore <laughs> on my computer. It's an absolute disaster. I was on the phone with Apple support for three hours today, and at the end of the three-hour call, they told me essentially that you need to go to an Apple store, and where I live now, the Apple store is an hour and a half away. So today was a disaster for me as well. <laughs> maybe, Wes, maybe Wes could help you with your MacBook. In a different way. No, no, no. If I needed to build a house out of bricks instead of straw or wood, or <laughs> I would, uh, I would ask Wes Matthews. All right. So and uh, so we're recording this by via magic. So <laughs> not, no, just not the Orlando magic. Yeah, just just to let you guys know. But uh, this entire podcast is going to be pretty much devoted to us breaking down the fourth quarter of this. Mavericks Hawks game. That's where I really feel. We'll talk about. We'll mention some other things. I've all also full disclosure. I've only been able to watch the fourth quarter of it tonight. Um, so we'll break down the fourth quarter. I think that's the most important part. Anyway, that's kind of what everybody's going to be. I'll talk about a little bit of the first half, but yeah, the focus will definitely be on that second half, fourth quarter. Yeah. All right. So get. Let's get your first half thoughts out of the way first, so we can uh, we can get to the. <laughs> The fiery, juicy stuff. Literally the first half, the first quarter. I mean, you, you're you literally sitting there, sitting there as a Mavs fan saying, man, it's all different this year. Like, the t- the page is turned. There is a, there's a new chapter. Here it is. You're, we're 2-1. We just beat Chicago. That was a game. Like, if the, if the Mavericks are going to push for the playoffs and be this team that the team organization, a lot of us think that they can be, then they have to win games. Like these games, like and have to win them, and have to win them convincingly in my, in my book. You have to win them like this first half, where they, or the, at least the first quarter, not even the first half, the first quarter where they were like, 
let's run up. We're pretty much running the score up on them. We're, you know, beating them by 20 points. We're scoring 42 and a quarter. You know, just everything clicking for them. You have to win games like this, like that, to convince me that you're going to be a team that's going to be ready to make a playoff push late in the year. And the first the first quarter in the first, you know, half of the first quarter or the second quarter, I was like, Okay, I was I was checking in every once in a while, and I was like, man, they, I mean, man, this team this team has turned a corner, just like you said. They went up fifty one to twenty five. They were up by twenty six <laughs> points, and you're like, they're about to be three and one. How many teams in the league right now are three and one? Man, Luca's showing out like this whole Luca Trey, you know, first match. Trey thing. was one for nine. Yeah, Trey just looked out of whack, and you're just like, okay, here, bring this on. This is awesome. Uh, which. Listen, we don't hate Trey Young. I think he's going to be a good player. And I tweeted out before the game. I said, hey, whatever happens tonight doesn't determine their future and does not determine who wins this trade. You you conclude that like years down the road. But I think they're both going to be good players. I just think Luka will be the better player. Um, but, and is the better player. But it's 51-25. They're up by 26. <laughs> it's smooth sailing. You're like, this is awesome. And then the second quarter happens. And they go five for twenty-two in the second quarter, and the only basket in the final eight minutes of the first half was a Dennis Smith shot, like a jump shot, mid-range jump shot. In eight minutes, they only score one basket, and the Hawks Oof. like you know they come back, they make their run, and they cut it to like I think ten at halftime, and it's just like it almost like it like reverse rattled the Mavs. It's like they got up by that much and it like rattled them, and. Then this happened, and then, yeah, the third quarter happened, and it was very frustrating. The th- Yeah, the third quarter, and then into the fourth, uh, man. So, um, the third quarter, I mean, it was like, you know, it was a back and forth thing. It was like kind of holding them off, but it, it was like one of those things where the Mavericks kind of still held their lead. The Hawks would make a little run, then the Mavericks would make, would make like another little 8-0 run, and it's like the Mavericks stayed, like kept their distance for a little bit. And they they stayed with this like eight to ten point lead, and with this like in this gut, like you're one you want to be positive, but you're sitting there looking at you know certain people on the floor, and you're like, oh dang man, they could come back really quick, and you know like the past few games, Kent Bazemore is their you know version of Kobe now, so. <laughs> And, you know, the third quarter happens. Dorian Finney-Smith, I thought, was playing good defense. Maxie and Dwight, another heck of a game off the bench together. They're like, I think I'm going to call them the Super Smash Brothers as far as, like, <laughs> just the, the, the two guys off the bench. And they had this one play where they had, like, a double block. Like, uh, Dwight blocked one, then Maxie blocked one after that. And uh, it, it was just – and up until that point, and, I mean, really, I don't have a big complaint with Dennis's – like game, I mean, he shot fifty percent from the field, but Dennis played a pretty efficient game tonight. He had six assists and sixteen points, and and all this. Like he was playing a much much more contained game. Um, and then then the fourth quarter happened. Oh my god, the fourth quarter was kind of a disaster for him. <laughs> uh, but like you said, up until then, he had a, he had a really good good game and ended the game with good stats: sixteen points, seven boards, six assists, two steals. Uh, 50% from the field, one of three from three. Uh, and he had the highest plus minus of any starter. He was minus five. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, so there, there's all that. Um, man. DeAndre Bembry had 16 rebounds tonight. Just letting y'all know that. <laughs> uh, I would like to know how many of our listeners know who DeAndre Bembry is. <laughs> because I you think I, they know who Wes Matthews is <laughs> they definitely know about Wes Matthews I forget about DeAndre Bembry constantly consistently 
He has some uh, very interesting hair tonight. <laughs> it's like the braids going out to the sides. It's like not. Yes, and but it had like zigzags in the middle though. It yeah. was, it was interesting. And shout out to Luca's shoe choice. Uh, he had some red Nikes on with like a gold uh, back on it. And it, there's a slight part of me that wonders if he wore red shoes just like, hey, Atlanta Hawks colors. Yeah. Don't wear red shoes against you guys. We had a listener stuff. tweet us that too. Did they really? Yeah. Dude, I'm not going to lie. I, I stopped checking my notification after a little bit because it, it just people, – people were so mad on Twitter tonight <laughs> that I had to get off because I was mad too. So if you tweet at me your frustrations, I feel you, and I was there with you. I, there's just sometimes you just got to put down your phone. And, like, the whole rule of, like, never tweet, that's what – I struggle with that. So I'm like, all right, I, I can't tweet right now. I'll just like a few or yeah. I might respond with a gift, but – Don't – uh. Don't go to the grocery store hungry and don't tweet angry. Those are the two life lessons yes. that you should learn from this podcast. All right, so uh, yes. word from Mavericks locker room. Well, this is a while ago, but uh, the Mavericks locker room opened a few minutes later than usual. Players had to talk amongst themselves after a loss that they know never should have happened, and they say it will continue into Thursday's practice in Toronto. That's from Chuck Cooperstein. Uh, Eddie Sefko said only meeting four games in <laughs> Eddie Sefko said long talk among players post game. None of them were too. were happy. Key theme much to learn and work on. Obviously after blowing 26 point lead. Yes. And, uh, Tim Cato said JJ Barea couldn't remember a Mavericks loss more embarrassing than this blown 26 point lead in the locker room after. Hmm. Chuck Cooperstein said tonight's tied for the third biggest blown lead in Mavericks history. <laughs> yeah. The other three happened probably before some of our listeners were born. <laughs> Versus Seattle in March of 93, they blew a 26-point lead. They blew a 27-point lead against Phoenix in March of 97. And they blew a 30-point lead against the Lakers in December of 2002. And that 2002 team was the uh, not the team that won the title. It was the year after that. Yeah. For the Lakers, but uh, uh, so yeah, this is a, it's a bad loss, a terrible bad loss altogether. There, there's no really, I mean, we can take some good out of it, but no, man, the the end of this game. If you thought the Mavericks were, you know, some people were saying, oh, the Mavericks can, you know, sneak into the sixth spot, or they, they're definitely going to be an eighth seed. Tonight showed me the opposite of that. They, they're that like I was skeptical before, and I didn't even pick them to be a playoff team in our playoff predictions. Now they've got to show me a lot more for me to start thinking that they're going to be a, a playoff team. Well, I mean, okay, to to give them a benefit of doubt, okay, they still are missing their their number one score from last season. True. So if if you would have told me, hey, they're not going to have Harrison Barnes, Dirk Nowitzki, and and, and don't even look at the opponents, they're not going to have Harrison Barnes, Dirk Nowitzki, and then Devin for like a half a game for the first four games of the season, and the Mavericks would be 500, I would say sign me up. If you look at it that way. If you look at it that way, yeah, but then you look at the opponents and you say, okay. Yeah, I don't care about it. We're trying to stay positive, Nick. Um, It's hard. 500 uh, with those three out for the most part, I would have said sign me up. Now, obviously, when you look at the losses, say Phoenix and Atlanta, and the fact that Atlanta, you're up by 26, that sucks. You should have been 3-1 and one for the most part. But, um, but yeah, I mean, Harrison Barnes is coming back. We'll look at, we'll talk about the other games in a little bit. But, I mean, the fourth quarter, there were some, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and get into this now. 
I think Kirk tweeted out, Kirk Henderson from Mavs Moneyball, he said he said something along the lines of, I've never been one to question decisions as far as like coaching things because you know Rick and them are just brilliant anyway. But I'm having a hard time understanding some of them now. And I think that's where I'm at as far as like just trying to un- grasp some things. The Dennis injury thing was huge at the end. And so when, oh, yeah, so let's let's break that down. So this is when it, so this is when it happened. It's there's four minutes and seventeen seconds left on the clock. Dallas is either has a lead or they're close to. They're holding on to a lead. It was like one one or two points. Hey, can um, I ask you a question real quick? Yeah. Do you rem- do you remember when when Dorian fouled out? Yeah, Dorian fouled out at the end of the game. Like how end? Like very very end? Very very end. Yeah. I, uh, okay. Okay. Seven seconds left. But he because did have a I foul. Have a- he had a foul earlier in the game though. He had a foul uh, with five minutes and thirteen seconds left. Trey Young uh, pulled up from around a. Sc- he took a screen from Alex Len. I think Dorian Finney Smith tried to go over the screen, and that's when Dorian got hit in the face with the ball. <laughs> like Trey Young hit him in the face with the ball, and Dorian got called for the foul. That was his fifth foul, and so Carlisle took him out after that. Okay, because I had a note because I I wasn't keeping track of fouls, and I had a note of him playing Maxi over Dorian. Yes, and I just that was that, a little odd to me. I was wondering that too, and as I was watching it, I didn't have the stats in front of me, and I was like, was that his sixth foul? Did he foul out after he got hit in the face with the ball that time? But it wasn't because he came back into the game. So I was I was confused about that as well because Bazemore is being guarded by Maxi <laughs> down the stretch, and you're like. Uh, <laughs> and listen, we like Maxi, and Maxi had a good, like, had a, a pretty good game. I mean, he had eleven points, and um, I don't have his but, plus. But Bazemore's like Bazemore's a two in a lot of systems. Yeah, <laughs> he's being guarded by a center. He's being guarded by Maxi, who's a five. And you know, um, and you know, Trey Young isoed him out that one time and ch- tried to get past him, and he blocked. And he blocked know, Trey, him. Yeah, that was nice. Trey off the backboard, and that that was awesome. But it's like. It's like the other night when Jabari torched Maxi off the bench, yes. and now the Maxi is great in his role, but it's like well, it's like what we talked about before these roles of, you know, the obviously baseball had like thirty something points tonight, and I know Maxi was a plus eleven and plus minus, like, and that's awesome. Hey, shout out to Ryan Brokoff, got his four minutes in, was a <laughs> plus ten. <laughs> um, Get those minutes. <laughs> get those get minutes, the, Ryan. Get those minutes, bud. Uh, but no, it's just, friend of yeah, the friend of the pod. <laughs> friend of the pod, Brian broke off. But Maxi, yeah, it was. I I don't blame Maxi for it. That's the thing. I don't. I, no, I don't, he was. He's put in a bad situation. They're yeah, playing yeah. more at the four, and they're you know smart. The Hawks smartly found that out and sought that out every single time. Uh, but let's go back to the Dennis Smith Jr. injury because I thought that was super important. Like you said, so. Um, the, uh, okay, these are my notes. Four minutes, 17 seconds left. The Ma- uh, West Matthews turns around a corner from a screen, from a DeAndre Jordan screen, and he makes a three. After, Right after that play, and I knew how the game was going to end, I, I wrote this. Is this the start of the darkest timeline? <laughs> because we've been, we've been talking about these false positives from players like you know, Wes Matthews, Carmelo Anthony, these players that think that they should be these gunners and these scorers, these multidimensional scorers when they're really not. Uh, Carmelo used to be, obviously, uh, but Wes Matthews has never been like that. I don't know what, why he's gotten that into his head now that he's this multidimensional scorer that's doing these different things. And hey, when Nick, he hits that three, that gives him the confidence. Have a good night. <laughs> that has to be the title of this podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, 
Oh, for sure, for sure. If you don't, if and if you don't understand the "have a good night" joke, um, go to my Twitter and scroll down until you see a bunch of pictures of Instagram and what Wes Matthews commented on a bunch of people that think that Wes Matthews should be traded. All right, continuing on. So Wes Matthews hits that three. That means the Mavericks went up. I think like ninety or a hundred to like ninety six or something like that. So they 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 got a lead. Uh, I could be wrong about that score, but. Um, and then from the inbounds pass, Dennis Smith Jr. is defending Trey Young on the inbound. The ball gets passed to, to Trey Young, and it's kind of off. So Trey has to to lunge for it, and Dennis Smith Jr. lunges for it as well. And Dennis's foot lands on Trey Young, and Dennis almost does the splits <laughs> because Trey Young is going one way, and Dennis's one leg is going the other way, and <laughs> the legs are going opposite directions. So he tweaks his ankle by landing on his foot, and he almost does the splits. So he's like he gets up and he's kind of limping. Um. And but he stays in the play, stays in the play, and continues to stay in. And, and I, then... I want to add to this. I want to add to this. Rick Carlisle was asked about this after the game, and Rick said initially Dennis asked to come out of the game, and he yes. left, and he left him in there. Like Dennis asked to come out of the game. I mean, Rick said told reporters that on the Fox broadcast. They showed it. After the game, and he he said, "Yeah, he asked it. He asked to come out initially, but I left him in there, and then he eventually like, and he left him in there for multiple possessions." Yeah. So then there's the possession after that. Four minutes, ten seconds left. Luca uh, or Trey Young drives right by Luca, um, and then and there, De- Luca just had no chance to keep up with <laughs> with Trey Young, and uh, and he scores. So it's 199. Uh, Dallas takes a timeout, and this is probably what what ha- when it happened. What you just said, Dennis Smith Jr. still stays in after the timeout. So they come back. West misses a corner three. Uh, then Dennis Smith Jr. a couple possessions later drives and does a reverse layup, misses, and he falls on the floor again. And so he's like, he didn't not have only that. These- yeah, he didn't have that elevation. And even the play before that, to where the Hawks had the ball out of the time or. Whenever it was, it was after Dennis was hurt. The Hawks had the ball yeah. one time, and luckily there was a foul. But they like they knew how hurt Dennis was, and Trey Young yeah. left Dennis, ran all the way across the court, and double teamed and left Dennis wide open because he knew he was hurt. And luckily they tried to pass the ball, but there was a foul somewhere else, and that was. That's how the Hawks played it because they knew there was a, a wounded bird on the floor, basically yeah. that couldn't Even- fly. <laughs> Even on the broadcast, uh, Mark Jones was like, Doris, do you think that they should go after Dennis Smith Jr.? And Doris is like, uh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, he's hurt. And on so, the drive you talked about, he didn't have this elevation that he no. normally did. No. And so he tries like a reverse layup. He falls again. And then the possession after that, Maxie is guarding Trey Young. And that's when Maxie gets the block on Trey Young. And then... Uh, at two minutes and fifty seconds. So Dennis has has got hurt at four minutes and seventeen seconds. He's been in the game for almost two for almost a minute and a half when he's hurt. Um, Dennis Smith Jr. drives and kicks to where he thought Luca was, which is in the corner, and that's when he turned the ball over. Um, and so he's he's just all out of sorts, just all all out of sorts at this point. And uh, he like Carlisle should have taken him out right there. Yeah, but uh. But he stays in. <laughs> how, how how do you feel about the the coach player relationship? Normally, it's the other way around. Normally, it's a coach saying, "Hey, you need to come out," and the player saying, "No, I'm good." How do you feel as 
about that as far as when a player asks to come out. Should you always take them out or should you just say, no, they need to play through it? So, because oh, that's, that's interesting. That's so, and that's it, so tough. I think it has a lot as, to do as with a coach, the player. As a coach, your job is to protect the player, right? You're supposed to, to protect the player in all, all capacities, to protect the player from being exposed on defense to protect the player from, you know, embarrassing themselves on offense, put themselves in a good situation. Like that's sort of the whole, that's sort of the whole idea. Right. And then you get this whole idea of protecting them. And, uh, and now we talk about rest all the time. Like, Oh, these players are going to get rested because they, you know, coach wants to keep it. um, He wants to play it safe and he wants to do all this stuff. And now you have a player that is, you know, is hurt. And if Carlisle's right. And Dennis asked off initially when Dennis got hurt, it, to me, it looked like from the video, J.J. was coming off the bench. This is back four minutes and 17 seconds left in the game when Dennis first came up limping. Um, Carlisle, it looked like he was going to send J.J. in for him, and then Dennis waved him off. That's what it looked like to me. So if Carlisle's saying the opposite, then that doesn't make any sense at all because Dennis was limping. He went to the sideline. Carlisle and him were talking. J.J. was coming off the bench, and then Dennis looked like he waved at Carlisle and then started walking back into the game. Hmm. He did. Say, he did say once he put JJ in, he said the tra- the trainer, uh, the coaches have told him, "Hey, he's good to go back in." He said, "But I elected to keep JJ in there, and that was his decision to keep JJ in and leave Dennis on the bench, which is fine because when Dennis was on the court, he clearly wasn't himself." Um, it, I just find it odd. I just find it. I feel like most of the time, if a player asks out, yeah, you it's know, usually the opposite. Yeah, and unless you know, obviously, there's so much stuff we don't know. You know, and with Dennis being so young, you know, and Rick's like, hey, I want him to learn how to play through things instead of just when he tweaks something. Hey, I, I need to sit down. He, there's obviously reason behind it. It just from a from a fan's perspective, from a you know a viewer, it looked weird. It was like, especially, and then hearing that, you're like, why didn't he just take him out? And but. That wasn't, I mean, when Wesley Matthews, you know, she's 21 times and is the leading. We'll, we'll uh, get into Wes. Anyway. We'll get into Wes. Yeah, so. so <laughs> uh, all right, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll, we'll lay into Wes Matthews. All right, Isaac. Let me give you all the Wes Matthews possessions. Coming down the stretch. Six minutes and 45 seconds left. West turns the corner, misses a three. Four minutes and 17 seconds. West turns the corner around a Den- uh, DeAndre Jordan screen, makes the three. That's the only shot he made at the end, the end of the fourth. Uh, three minutes and 45 seconds left. West turns the corner again, misses a three. One minute and 45 seconds left. West missed the turn, missed, missed another three, turned the corner. Um, Less than a minute left. West fouls Trey Young in the backcourt and starts trying to trash talk and get into Trey Young's head. Okay, he goes to the free throw line, hits two free throws. Dallas is now down 102 to 107. Which Trey Young makes the first free throw and walks back and taunts West by asking for a handshake and goes back to the free throw line. Uh, world, uh, Rob Perez on Twitter tweeted out and said, "This is, a, this is so petty of Trey Young." Anyway, keep going. And then with 33 seconds left, West tries to do that reset. He's at the top of the key. Tries to he gets a ball, and uh, tries to reset when the t- defense catches up to him. Tries to sidestep to the left and shoot a three, and he misses that. Ooh. And then West fouls Trey Young again in the backcourt with 26 seconds left again. I mean that is that is a bad three minutes of basketball. 
<laughs> I mean, he was just he was trying to take the hero shot. He was trying to, you know, do all these things, but he was completely ignoring the offense. He was just coming off of screens from DeAndre Jordan, taking the ball whenever he got it and just throwing up anything. It's not his job. It's he's ne- he's he's never Superman. That's not his role with he's any Iron team. Man. It, it's a completely different role. Is he well he needs to go back being Tony Stark and just ch- like like here is there any roster in the league in which he should play that role? No. Like I, you put, tell me any team. Like when you're saying I need a basket, put the ball in JJ's hands. These are guys I would rather. <laughs> these are guys I would rather give the ball at the top of the key to. <coughs> I need a cough because I'm getting frustrated. Um, he's getting so mad that he's, <laughs> he can't even listen. These are guys that I would have that I would want the ball to run a play or go get me a shot or create something over Wesley Matthews on this Mavericks team. Luca, Dennis, Jalen Brunson, JJ, Daryl, Ma- Daryl Macon. <laughs> no, get out of here. To go get me a shot? Like I'm just saying, there's only a select number of, of guys that I would say, "Hey, go get me a basket." Like I would take Wes over DeAndre, and you know. Maxie and Dwight because you know they just can't handle it out on the out on the like court. But my point is, he's always on the court with at least probably two guys that should be taking those shots that should be trying to create something like that one play to where at the very end of the game to where he like try he had the ball and he was trying to ISO and then DeAndre's screen he's trying to get past he was struggling to get past and then shot this off balance you know bricked off the backboard and barely hit the rim. That was the one where he took he takes the sidestep left. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Why? Like who? Like there's three other guys on the court. I'd rather hit, shoot a three or force a three at that point. That that is just not. That's just not his role. Like, and that's what I'm saying. There's no other roster in the entire league that there where that should be his role. Put him on the Kings. I would still want De'Aaron Fox trying to force something over Wesley Matthews. And I think it's just him. Like back, it was either a year. I think it was two years ago. When everybody was hurt, it felt like he was making $17 million stuff. He was getting interviewed, and I think it was in the old locker room. So I guess it was two years ago. I remember him saying, you know, this is the role. I know, like, pretty much his contract. Like, he's one of the highest paid players on the team. Like, all this stuff. You know, with some people down. Like, I know this is my role. I need to step up. I got to play this new, you know, this offensive role and stuff. No, that's not his thing. And that's, it's. It's very, very, very frustrating when you see that on the court, when you have Luka, when you have Dennis, heck, even Jalen Brunson. Like, please, any day, nine out of ten times, give me Jalen Brunson at the top of the key running a pick and roll before you hand it to West to do an ISO. And that that's the, that's the thing. And what sucks is it's kind of like Dwight Powell. When you saw Dwight Powell before the role is he is in now, and he was being asked to shoot threes and to do, you know, all this different stuff. He was horrible. Like, I was all over him. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, why are we paying $10 million? But now his role is to rim run and to rebound the ball and dunk the ball. And he's great. Like, that's his role. But it's like, that's the situation we're in now with Wes. It's like we went in reverse. It's like, hey, Dwight Powell is a very defined role. And that's what I don't throw at this point, throw money out of it. We don't care that he's like the second or third highest player on the team. No, there are defined roles in which you are your best at. And that's, 
It's like he. It, it's like there's this mode of like, holy crap, we're about to lose. I'm the vet and I make a lot of money, so I need to take this upon myself and go make a play. And that's just not his. That's just not there anymore. I mean, it's just not his thing. Never was there, but it's it's not his role. How how much should this be on Carlisle at this point? Because uh, somebody somebody just uh, sent us a DM, I think from the Locked On account. Um, our guy, oh, Simba Shiri, Simba Shiri, uh, yeah, yeah. sent us, sent us. Uh, you guys mentioned West's synergy numbers for threes off the dribble. We assume he knows these numbers too. <laughs> like he went four for ten from three pointers in the Chicago game. All four of those three pointers were catch and shoot threes. I went yes. back and watched all the th- all ten threes. All four of them were catch and shoot, and it's like. You might ask yourself, Isaac. Well, what do you expect him to do if, like, if they're down and stuff? And he, it's almost like you don't want it. It's like I don't know. I'm trying to think of an equivalent, but like, just, you don't. You just want him to get used to just that role, you know? Like, just hit, shoot your catch and shoot threes. And well, I don't want to get on the de- on the what defense. You, thing so the, because- the 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 question: What does he do if they're down? Come off your screens harder. Get into open spaces quicker. You know, like do your do your role better because that's just it's just not your responsibility. You have to have some trust in your teammates to be able to do certain things. And when Wes Matthews goes off and does this, does his whole hero ball thing that he did tonight, that does not show any trust in any of your teammates. That says that I got to do it myself. I got to go out there and I believe that I can do it, even though I've never done it my whole basketball career, and I'm going to do it right now. And, and, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. And the the only way, and I'm searching for reasons now, or searching for a way to take up for him, but like the only way is if like the young guys, like a Luca or a Dennis or something like that, or whoever's on the court, is like shy of the moment. If they're just like, hey, I don't want the ball. They're not. They don't want to be aggressive with it. And he's like, well, crap. If y'all don't want it, I'm, then I'm, I'll do something with it. But I don't think that's the case. Like that's the that's the only way. Like something like that would make sense. But I mean, tonight he was nine for twenty one, like twenty one shot attempts. And I mean, is is he our version of Derrick Rose? Like to where if he scores twenty three, then something's wrong. Like you know, like he nine for twenty one. Luca shot eighteen times. Dennis Smith twelve, JJ Barrett ten. I mean, come on! Like, I mean, he shot it. He led the team in field goal attempts. He shot five for fourteen from three, which is still thirty five percent. But he shot fourteen threes tonight. Fourteen. We laughed the other night when I we laughed when I told you Steph shot sixteen. You're like, no, he didn't. I was like, yeah, he did. West shot fourteen, and he definitely ain't Steph Curry. That's so many threes. <laughs> um, plus minus is tonight. Uh, Dorian was minus twenty two. DeAndre was a minus twenty one. Uh, DeAndre worried me a little bit tonight. It was the first time to where I feel like they they figured out something, and this is what we've we talked about going into the season. Is when people put these high screens like this. These are what some of the good teams are really going to do when we play. Golden State. When we play, probably Toronto. You know, we're gonna see it Friday night. Probably when we play, um, you know, Mitchell and stuff on on Sunday. When they draw DeAndre away from the basket and they put him in a high pick and roll, there is nobody 
to protect the paint and nobody's talking. Like one of those last plays when, when Kent Bazemore just gets a wide open flying through the air dunk. They brought DeAndre up to set the pick. He gets past DeAndre and it's like the seas parted. I mean, it's freaking Moses going through the freaking sea. And it's like, what the crap? Like, and then he just dunks, and you're like, nobody's talking. And I, I swear that has a lot to do with them pulling DeAndre out. DeAndre's now, DeAndre's so vocal. The next game, watch DeAndre at the beginning of the games. He's so vocal yeah. and telling everybody where to go, and just he's just like a quarterback on defense. But when you bring him back, and we bring him to the top, and you leave him sitting there, then it's a, yeah, it gets a, it's a problem because, we're not the like right now. We're not uh, the most gifted in sync defensive team. That's the best way I can. Word that. Well, they just haven't played a lot together, and and that specific drive from Bazemore where where the the like the middle is completely wide open for him. Doncic should have Doncic should have come over and and stopped him at the rim, but he just kind of looked and like everybody looked at Doncic after that after Bazemore dunked it. And we're like, what are you doing? And he was like, Doncic just kind of like. Like, shrug. I mean, he made a business decision because I mean, if he would have got a late jump, he probably would have got postered, and he just chose to not, you know, go up with it. But I know, but you can't make you can't make business decisions with a minute ten oh, left. Hey, you're I, oh, I agree, I agree completely. And you got to put him on his butt or something. But because yeah, at that point they were down a hundred and three to a hundred and one. That's when the game was was in tow. Like you you had your shot, you know. And then once they start. You know, hitting wide open, uncontested dunks. That's when you take all your momentum out, and the arena starts going crazy. And <sighs> and with Dennis, I, I want to praise defense, Dennis though. Like, I mean, Dennis was only a minus yeah. five tonight. The rest of the starters, literally, Dorian minus twenty two, Luca minus twelve, DeAndre minus twenty one, Wes minus fourteen. Like he was just the minus five, and he played basically thirty minutes. So, I mean, the only plus, you know positives tonight Jalen Brunson was a plus five but then I mean okay we're not gonna count broke off but D- Dwight and Maxie <laughs> I mean Dwight played 12 minutes plus 14 and Maxie played 22 minutes and was a plus 10 um it's weird you know Dwight only got 12 minutes tonight and you know he was a plus 14 and had eight points and four board or yeah four boards but Dude, there was just some weird rotational. Like Maxi got minutes with DeAndre earlier in the game tonight. Like I want to in in like the yeah. third quarter. Like, and it was kind of weird seeing them together. Maybe even in the second quarter. And that was that was odd because it's not like Atlanta's, you know, rolling out Blake Griffin and, and Drummond. Um, it, it just you know there was there was just some weird decisions all the way around tonight. It, it was it was very odd. It was very odd. It was very frustrating. Guys, we hope that you're not completely dismayed by the Mavericks. There will be some more fun games. There will be more fun things to look forward hey, to. Hey, Harrison Barnes. Harrison um, Barnes is coming back Friday. At least that's what Harrison Barnes Eddie is coming Sefco, back. Um, uh, I think I think Woj even tweeted. Or, no, it was Mark Spears. Uh, Mark Spears tweeted yes. out today and said, hey, you know, he's planning to make his debut on yeah. uh, in Toronto on Friday. I know. <laughs> Mark Spears tweeted that he hopes to make his uh, his debut in, in Friday, and then in Moneyball Slack we were like, "Should we should we like write about this? Should we talk about this?" And I'm like, she, "They're like, is this news?" I'm like, 
if hopes are starting to become news, then we missed a whole like, lot of stuff. This isn't Seth Curry. You tried to make that comparison the other day. Seth, Seth I was just, not talking. I did not compare. I just said that it sounded Seth. like it's starting to have no, Seth had surgery. Seth, Seth had injury. a press release. Seth was like non-existent to the media forever. We didn't see him for a long time. Harrison's been with the team, been talked to the media. Like, yeah. They showed they showed him on the broadcast at the end of the game, and he had his head in his hands, and he was like rubbing his temples. And Mark Jones is like he's trying to hide from this. From this, loss. I do want to say this about, about after the game that brought that brought up something to me. After the game ends, the buzzer sounds, and I I have I don't like positive or nothing negative about this, but the rest of the Mavericks team, um, you know, went through the tunnel. You know, DeAndre and Wes and all you know left the court. Luca made a point it's like you know it's like this is his first tour you know across the league and it's kind of like a reverse retirement thing to where like you know he had this big warm embrace with trey young and they're laughing talking hugging but then he goes and goes and finds like all the hawks players and like shakes their hands like the broadcast was showing him he goes and interrupts torian prince like who like really like in torian prince is like post-game press conference and he like stops it and like shakes his hand, just shakes his hand and you know, like says something to him, probably like good game or something. And I just I that was super impressive to me that it's like he's making a point to where he just wants to meet people. Like this is first time playing against you guys. Hey, I, I want to introduce myself to you and being like polite and stuff after the game. And I don't know. I to me that was like really really impressive. How much did you freak out on the inside when he was guarding Vince Carter? When Vince Carter grabbed him after the game and hugged him and then pulled back and was like looking at him, kind of like when I hold my son and I'm like looking at him in his eyes of like <laughs> trying to like, oh, the world is yours, son. And it's like Vince was looking at him like, can I just frame this right now? Because guy, I mean, I've said this before, but Vince Carter is my favorite athlete of all time, yeah. favorite player of all time. Like that, oh man, that that's my guy. And I mean, I, what I would do for Vince on this team when Vince was taken up for Trey Young with Wes. I, like that was one of the only opponent times where I'm like, all right, good job, Vince. <laughs> like he was playing the vet role of like standing between and like shaking his yeah. head at West, saying like, no, 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 like whatever. Jeez, yeah. and that that move by West is, I mean, that is just that's small. That's a small move to try to just get in Trey Young's head like that. I don't know. I, I don't mind that. I don't mind. I, I like I like when people try to get in people's heads or try to rattle rookies. And yeah, stuff. but not by I'm like that. But not by like fouling him. And then trash talking when he, before he hits free throws, like do yeah. it and do it in a, in a positive play. Do it when you're like, you know, doing something good or doing something worth, you know, when you're effective. Talking. Gosh. Okay. So the the people want to know. A lot of people are have been tweeting us. What do you do about Wes Matthews now? So if you're the coach, Isaac Harris, you're the coach. What do you do with Wes? I mean, I, I said a few games ago. You put him in a six-man role and put Harrison Barnes in there. You start Dorian Finney-Smith at the two. And you start Dennis, Dorian, uh, Harrison, Luca, and DeAndre. And you hope that a six-man... But here's the thing. Our mindset and our view of Wes is completely different than the maps. I mean, we just saw it the other night when when, when freaking Wes shot three for, I don't know, 88 from the field. And, and Rick's like, hey, yeah, don't worry about that. Don't Don't look at those numbers. Wes is a competitor. Wes and I'm like Anyway, but like and and the thing is about that, 5 of 14. Now 14 is an incredible amount of threes, but if you hit 5 of those, that's still 35.7%. And 
If you asked any of our listeners, you said, hey, if Dennis Smith Jr. would shoot 35.7% from three, would you be happy with it? They'd be like, yes. <laughs> you know, like that's a that's a good percentage from, from three. And so West shot five for still 14 like from like the game the other night, though. That was the thing. Or three for 14. You can you can take positives out of West's game if you just look at it from a box score, you know. And it, like but, here, here's the thing, like you could you could halfway deal with the 21 shots if he was you know uh, great value Kawhi, like to where it was where he was locking people down. Yeah. But but let's let's take a look at something real quick. First, very first game, Devin Booker went off for like 35. Game yeah. two, who started at the two guard spot? Uh, with, with Jeff Teague, they start Wiggins and Akoji. Okay, Koji, but who is the main guy? Derrick Rose came off the bench and played like this 2-1 type of role. Yeah. Uh, Zach Levine. Yeah, geez, he got torched by him. Kent Bazemore. He, was he guarding? He, he didn't guard Kent Bazemore very much in the fourth quarter. Was he guarding him uh, earlier? I don't know. I can't remember earlier. Because like Kent Bazemore is being guarded by Luka and Maxi. <laughs> okay, well, if Wesley Matthews is taking on the number one, like, 1A assignments, then right. uh, Kent Gaze- right. Bazemore spent, you know, or scored like 30-something points. So He shouldn't be on Bembry or, you know. Yeah, he shouldn't have been on Bembry at all. But, like, huh, man, I don't know. I, if I'm the coach, I sit down Wes, and I'm like, hey, I can't have you taking these shots. We're trying to preach to these young guys. We're trying to preach to these guys to stay within themselves, to, you know, to play their game. We're trying to talk to Dennis about shooting, and you're out here just like throwing up these shots. I know we don't have Harrison Barnes. I know we don't have this go-to score. That's not you. <laughs> you know, we need you to 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 set the example for these young guys by playing your role. And I've asked you to do this role, and I've asked these guys to play their role. And to me, that sounds completely agreeable for a coach. He's like, but listen. We need you to be Deshaun Stevenson. <laughs> no, and, he's <laughs> why? Why not? No, he's a better shooter than Deshaun. Oh come on, just be our Deshaun. Like that's what that's the thing. Like friend we, of the friend of the show, but no. <laughs> and he thinks he's Jet. Like that. Yeah. That's the thing. Like no, we need you to be more Deshaun than Jet. Okay. Well, that, like even Clay Thompson doesn't take these shots. No, Clay does not. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Like, we need you to be Clay Thompson. What Clay Thompson does is he comes around screens, and he, you know, and he takes a, takes a shot from a catch and shoot perspective, not a come around a screen and you're going to turn the corner with the ball in your hand and shoot from there. That's that's a tough shot. I mean, there's, there's just the, like, the, that's like a Lillard, Steph Curry, you know, like, there's only a certain like high level NBA player that can hit shots like that. And you've never so made them and- like you've never made them like that. And like, there's just the, the very frustrating about it. And I'll be done with it at this point. The, the most frustrating part about it is there's just no excuse for it. Like there's right. no, Hey, well, Wes was with this lineup and this lineup didn't have any people, any people in it that could get a basket. So he had to do that role. He had to shoot those shots. He had to uh, try to create some, there's never a situation. There's never a lineup in which Wes has to do like what he's doing right now. Jalen Brunson, JJ Bray, even with the bench unit, those guys should, could do a pick and roll or something or try to get to the basket before Wes attempts these shots. Same with Dennis. I would rather have Dennis going ISO any day of the week and saying, hey, try to get me a basket or try to do a hezzy pull up or something over this. 
and that that's that that's there's just no there's no explanation for it and that's what gets really frustrating completely there is an explanation for um why you listen to the lockdown mavericks podcast and mostly it's for fiery isaac and i'm i hope that you enjoyed fiery isaac, i i, ha- right? I have I to tone it down some guys i there there are limitations that that i have that I, I gotta watch. I go a little bit past them, a little bit sometimes on the pod, but I got, I'm trying to tone it down just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little. Bit. <laughs> but the pe- the people appreciate Fiery Isaac, and uh, you got another one tonight. And I I actually have come to hate Fiery Isaac because that means that the Mavericks just came off of a bad loss, and I don't like bad losses. Yeah, it's it's fresh. I want to be like Happy Isaac, you know. I want to be the. I don't want to be a raccoon with rabies. I want to be like a joyful raccoon that's just playing with pears. Um, but hey, guys, get excited because uh, the, they go and play the Raptors, uh, which are, is 5-0, and oh, and uh, Wes gets to guard Kawhi, so get pumped. Yeah, good luck. He'll Hopefully he'll be out of breath and won't try to take as many threes. Hopefully Dorian gets a few stabs at him. Yeah. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. <laughs>